Welcome in one nation to another episode of the Hive Podcast. TJ Winger joined by Sam Lanezza this week. Sam, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, of course. So, Sam, you, you've been a standout athlete all year long, but, you know, the most recent accolade, so to speak, you were named, you know, College Division Male Indoor Athlete of the Year. We can start with that. You know, what does that accolade mean to you? And what is it, how does it feel to have, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of work you put in to see that paid off with, you know, an award like that? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really expecting to get that. I just I kind of showed up one day on my feed and I was like, oh, this is awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, the work is definitely paying off. You can see it with all everyone doing well. You see Tor destroyed the, right. the school record uh, the other day. And that's my training partner. I train with him every day. So it's it's obviously something's cl- clicking. Yeah, and then that goes with, you know, Coach Sprecker being named yep. indoor coach of the year for the men's and women's side, eight all state, you know, accolades for VASID for the men, thirteen for the women. I mean, it's a bunch of team yeah. success. And yeah. you know, talked about that, you train with Tor and to mm-hmm. see these accolades. This is a really special team. And I mean, I'm you know, obviously my first year here and one of the first things I was told was this track and field team is on a dominant historic stretch. And I was mm-hmm. like, All right, well I'm ready to see it. Yeah. And you guys have not failed <laughs> in any ways there. So talk to me about what it is, you know, what is working for y'all? What is it about Lynchburg track and field that makes y'all such a dominant team, not only in, you know, the ODAC, the region, but y'all are a national powerhouse mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, honestly I think uh- our coach Jake Reed and Coach Sprecher have done a great job just building a g- culture. Sure. I, I think culture goes a long way, as long as like as well as the workouts and stuff like that. But I think culture stays above all. Having a dedicated team, having a dedicated program, just doing the right things goes a long way. Yeah, and I will say y'all are always supporting one another. Not yeah. only y'all support a ton of other sports around here mm-hmm. too. Y'all are just everywhere, and yeah. there's a lot of y'all, which is awesome to see. But you know, whether it's you know the jump start off the day, mm-hmm. you know, at Dennis Craddock Saturday, whatever. Yeah. That's just an example. I'm seeing runners out there, you know, cheering on the guys for the high jump and mm-hmm. the girls for the long jump. So that that type of atmosphere and that culture again kind of goes back to what you were talking about. So I wanted to also ask you and kind of pick your brain of like what goes through your mind as a runner as you're training or maybe even in a race because you know i run every day but Mm. that said i'm you know listening to something and trying to you know take my mind off of the running because (laughs) it's not necessarily my uh my thing if you will but i'd love to know what are you focusing on is it a technique thing or is it like hey is my pace what i'm focusing on or is this something where you don't want to be thinking about (laughs) what's going on yeah i mean it depends on the day Obviously, during workouts, got to be locked in, got to hit paces, stuff like that. But on just our easy days, I just want to be hanging out with the guys, just talking, going on easy runs. I think that's, I think that's something that we take a lot of pride on. We don't really look at our watches when we're running easy. We just kind of run easy and have like, enjoy time together. And because running can't always be fun, <laughs> so it, just having time with your friends and just going out, hitting the trails, I think that's a lot of fun. We take a lot of pride in just you know having a good time together. Yeah, for sure. And then that even kind of exuberates when you guys get to host these events, yeah. right? We've already had the Dr. Jack M. Tom's Invitational. We're coming off the Dennis Craddock Coaches Classic. Just start with that, the ability to host these events mm-hmm. and running on your home track. Yeah. How big of an advantage is that for you? But also, how cool is it to be able to be in that atmosphere in your backyard, if you will? Yeah, I, I love having our home meets. Walk out the door and you're you're there, and it's awesome. Yeah. We're truly blessed to have two or three meets every year that is at home, uh, we get to control the everything basically. The the races are set up nice for us. Like I was there to pace tour in the 800. He was there sure. to pace me in the mile. We can't set those things up when we're not at home, and we're able to do that. And the environment it brings, like we have all our students for that mile. That was awesome. They, everywhere I was going, it just was like loud screaming. I mean, you can't really get that anywhere else other than like maybe the national level. And this is this our, our meets are just hype, and I, there's not, there's nothing more to it. It's awesome, right? And I mean, playing off of that, and I want to talk to you about the mile. That's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Is like, 
you look at, you know, I have Brennan Straits up in the press box yeah. queuing up songs because uh-huh. he knows it'll hype y'all up and get yeah. it going. That atmosphere on Friday night at the Dennis Craddock Coaches Club, I mean, talking about Lynchburg as a whole, like we had a code red meet for swim, and I have never seen yeah. an auditorium packed to that degree and get that loud mm-hmm. for a swim meet. And it was something similar this past Friday, and it was awesome. As you're in a neck-and-neck battle, you end up running a 406-mile Tell me, you know, as you're making every turn and people are just going yeah. bonkers, you know, how much is that fueling you to get, you know, as best a time as possible? And just the ability to have that type of, you know, crowd on hand for track and field, which, you know, as sad as it is to say, not always a sport that has that type mm-hmm. of atmosphere with it. No, 100%. Yeah, track is not really known to have a super hype yeah. atmosphere, but I was talking to people that were there and they're like, I- I've never been so excited to see people go run in circles before. <laughs> exactly, though. <laughs> and the, it helps with our uh, commentator, Cutright. He mm-hmm. does a great job up there just getting everyone really hype. And uh, just the atmosphere, man, it's awesome. And I don't I don't even know how to explain it. People people who don't even watch running enjoyed that, and that's the big thing. And it got me to run as fast as I can. I had to show out. I couldn't I couldn't not just, I couldn't, like, I don't know how to explain Disappoint, it. Disappoint. Yeah, Disappoint, sure, yeah. yeah. I just I, I had to do it just for everyone there. You know, I got to I gotta make it fun. Yeah, I mean, it was the energy was infectious. I mean, men's lacrosse is tweeting about it. I mean, yeah. men's lacrosse atmospheres are crazy. Yeah. So if it's standing out to them, uh-huh. you know you're doing something right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dan Radcliffe, he's doing the PA. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Brennan Strait, Sam Graham, and I'm going to be doing more with Odax. Just that ability as a broadcast perspective, build off that energy is really exciting and fun too. But, you know, that leads us into the next point I wanted to ask you about. Odax, you're right around the corner. Yeah. So... The transition from indoor to outdoor is unbelievably quick. You know, mm-hmm. I blink my eyes and y'all are down in Myrtle Beach ready to go after yeah. you know, winning the indoor titles. So yeah. you know, what is that transition like? And you've already won the indoor titles. What is it? And, you know, what's the focus to try to go, I don't, I don't want to call it a repeat, but essentially, you know, validate that title just in an outdoor setting. You know, what's the focus? And first start with what's that transition like? I feel like it's got to be a little different for each and every person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for you moving from indoor to outdoor, what's that like? Yeah, our goal is always for outdoor track. So indoor track is just kind of something to get us ready for outdoor. But um, obviously, we're looking forward to win. We want to win uh, every distance event. That's our goal as a distance team. And I'm sure our sprinters will help us out a lot as well. Alex in the 100, Alex in the 200, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, our, our goal is always to win. And moving forward, I think there's a lot of us that are getting prepared for nationals, mm-hmm. which is which is like a month later after ODAC. So it's kind of hard to peak for both. So I think we're we're gonna shoot for nationals because ODAC's we can we can maybe get away with it and just sure. kind of get pull out some wins there. But yeah, I mean it's super exciting. ODAC's at home again, yeah. which is which is always hype. Um, yeah, it's not it's pretty smooth transition though. It's pretty similar training though. And, and you know, a ton of credit again goes back to Coach Breck and Coach Reed. Like yeah. y'all will. What's amazing, and this is the same thing that happened with the outdoor season, even cross country. If you go back that far, it's like you get to Odax, and then at that point, that's y'all's you know peak performance. Mm-hmm. But then y'all find a way to hit another gear once we hit to regions, and then you get to nationals, like you know cross country out in Louisville. Like a lot of PRs run that day. Yeah. Like it's insane. Y'all have that ability to kind of go one mm-hmm. rung at a time and get better and better. So a ton of credit to the coaches, and then also the work that y'all are doing because. Yeah. I'm not hitting any PRs at this point <laughs> in my life, y'all. I'm steady six thirty seven minute mile. Like that's, hey. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. So y'all find a way to kind of bump it up each and every rung. So to answer your question, kind of for you, Odax is going to be the best, but I know Nationals is really, mm. really where you guys are striving for. And and talking about that in the distance team, you mentioned. I mean, this is as good a distance squad. There really has to be. I mean, Max Sparks. Yep. That's that's an All American caliber runner. Frank Sorba, yourself, and then you know you can even put it down shorter. You know, 
call the 800 a distance, you know, with yeah. tour. I mean, like you said, sub two minute time the, yeah. uh, with Dennis Craddock. Unbelievable. So, you know, 800 onward. Let's talk about those runners. I mean, who are you? Uh, you said you mentioned you uh, trained with Tor. So talk to me about that group and kind of give me give me a peek behind the curtains, what it's yeah. like to, to work with those guys day in and day out. Yeah, we all have our different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Tor's got unreal speed. Mm-hmm. And then you have Frank, who is just an aerobic beast. He, he, sure. he will drop me in a second if we're doing something long. But And then same with Tor. If we're doing some speed work, I'm hanging on for dear life. It's, it really pushes every day, and I think we all know our strengths and weaknesses, and we can work on that. And those th- those four, I guess, including me, that's like our group, and mm-hmm. we all we always do work together, and we've came a long way. Uh, I guess four All Americans for all out of the four of us, so something's working, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it, and I just think it's really interesting and kind of. This is just another peel behind peek behind the curtains. Like you know, at Dennis Craddock, I had a bunch of my student workers like, why are these guys dropping out of the race? So. Yeah. Relay for those who maybe are new to the world of track and field. Mm-hmm. Why is that pacer so important? So, like, it was Frank Sorba, I believe, and uh, maybe your mile he dropped out midway through. Might have been Tor for that. Yeah, it was Tor. Uh, it was tour. Mm-hmm. So, talk to me about why that is such a valuable asset for you to have on the track. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to lead a race and make sure you're doing the same pace. You got to work about worry about that. It wasn't very windy, but sometimes the wind plays a factor. So, mm-hmm. having him go. I think he went 1,300 meters. That's pretty pretty long in there just to hold that steady pace and let us run as fast as we can. That helps a lot. And we also had Frank in the 5K as well mm, drop out cool. with Max as well. They're helping the boys just get get as far as they can without doing as less work as possible. You, you don't want to be working too hard in the middle of the race. You want to be just comfortable, relaxed, knowing the pace is good for you. And it helps a lot. And I, I appreciate Tor doing that a lot for me. So I had to help him out the next day. And he destroyed the school record, so <laughs> I, I think it helps a lot. Yeah, and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lot of ways it's trying to turn your mind off at the beginning yeah. of the race, so especially once you get to that last kick and you're mm. trying to, like, you're pushing it forward for the, you know, the uh, the mile and, you know, yep. Tor's eyeing that two-minute mark because yeah. he's coming down that last straightaway. Yep. That's kind of where you really want to kick in and exert that last little bit of energy. So yep. something else I find really interesting for these track and field programs is, like, y'all, the men's side and the women's side, you would almost forget that there's two separate teams yeah. just because y'all are that close-knit. Mm-hmm. And obviously y'all competed in just about anything, so you would expect that community feel. But tell me about that relationship and, and the ability that y'all have building them up and then vice versa. Oh, 100%. I love our women's team. They're they're always so fun to be around. My girlfriend's on the team. Uh, shout out to Sarah, so I got to get on her. When she she broke 18 for the first minute, uh, first time t- uh, last we week, go. I was just like, crying or giving hugs. <laughs> I was more excited for her than I was for my mile. So it just shows a lot. We care a lot about each other. We're always supporting each other. We do similar training, and our, our culture is just combined so well. I don't know if it's ever been like this before, and it's it's clicking on both sides, and it's 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 showing how we can do it i guess i don't know yeah no for sure and then one of the last things i want to ask you and i'll get you out of here but you know so we've we've talked about a lot of the distance runners we've mm-hmm. talked about the men's women's relationship but i mean even the field events i mean yeah. like lynchburg has really solid throw programs mm-hmm. the jumps are there i mean all conference all region type of uh you know members of both those uh, those uh, parts of the track and field program. Mm-hmm. But that leads me into what I think we can expect to see from ODAX. I'm expecting a strong showing. Again, yeah. like you mentioned, we get to host. That's a huge advantage as well. But, you know, kind of run through what the rest of the season looks like for those who maybe don't know and are listening and like, okay, well, what's next for Sam and, and the crew? So ODAX, a week from now, pretty yep. much, this will be coming out on a Thursday. So pretty much plan on seven to eight days from now. We're getting into ODAX. And then, you know, what comes thereafter? Well, yeah, first things first, uh, 
this Friday I'm actually going to UVA to okay, run cool. uh, against a pretty stacked field. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Division three guy in the 1500, so that's that's Good always luck. exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. And then ODAX, um, obviously we want to get the win there as a team, and I think uh, if everything goes well, that should happen. Uh, I want to get the win in the 1500. I want to get Tor to get the win in the 800. Connor in the steeple. Max in the 5K, Tor, uh, not Tor, Frank in the 10K. So all the distance events, we need to win. That would be awesome. And then after that, we have a couple of last chance meets, hopefully to get some more people into the national meet, which is always the goal. Um, And then after that, we're just going to race our butts off at nationals and try to get some more All-Americans. Maybe maybe a title. We'll see. Maybe an individual title or a team trophy. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, right now, Lynchburg, right around the top 10 when it comes yeah. to track and field power index. So there's certainly reason to think that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's always kind of tough once you get to those national meetings. Like, I go back to cross country. Maybe, you know, the team ranking wasn't necessarily something that stands out or jumps off the page. But lots of PRs. So as long as y'all continue to kind of grow, you know, one weekend at a time, essentially, because mm-hmm. y'all are pretty much somewhere every Friday and Saturday, yeah. uh, you know, keep getting that progress. I think y'all are right on the right track. So, yeah. Sam, I appreciate you taking that time to join me today. Man. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. And best of luck this upcoming weekend. That's going to be awesome. Good luck uh, at UVA. Thank you. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode of The High Podcast. Be sure to come back next week when we have a new episode for you. For Sam Lanezza, my name is CJ Wingert, and we are signing off.